Chapter Ten of Frigid Fracas by Mac Reynolds. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dale Grothman. The airport nearest to the Grant Memorial Military Reservation was some ten miles distant from its borders, which, upon the scheduling of a fracas, were closed to all aircraft and to all persons unconnected with the fracas, with the exception only of telecrews and military observers from the sov world and the newt world present to satisfy themselves that weapons of the post nineteen hundred era were not being utilized the distance however wasn't of particular importance the powered aircraft which would tow joe mauser's glider to a suitable altitude preliminary to his riding the air currents as a bird rides them would also haul him to a point just short of the military reservation's border joe mauser turned up on the opening day of the fracas which was scheduled for a period of one week or less if one or the other of the combatants was able to achieve total victory in such short order he was accompanied by fred soligen who for once was without a crew to help him with his cameras and equipment instead he sweated it out alone helped only by max mance who was being somewhat huffy about this tally reporter taking over his position as observer they approached the sailplane and while joe mauser checked it out in careful detail freddy soligen and max began loading the equipment into the graceful craft's second seat immediately behind the pilot max growled how in the zen are you going to be able to lift all this weight major sir joe said absently testing the ailerons we'll make it freddy isn't any heavier than you are max besides this sailplane is a workhorse I sacrificed glide angle for weight-carrying potential. That meant absolutely nothing to Max Mance, so he took it out by awarding the telereporter with a rare combination of glower and sneer. Freddy said, Oh, oh, here they come, Joe. However, he kept his head low, storing away his equipment, and seemingly ignored the approach of the three distinctive uniformed officers. Joe said from the side of his mouth, Get that you-know-what out of sight soonest. He turned as the trio neared, came to attention, and saluted. The foremost of the three, his tunic so small at the waist that he could only have been wearing a girdle, answered the salute by tapping his swagger stick against the visor of his cap. Major Mauser, he said in acknowledgment. He made no effort to shake hands, turning instead to his two companions. He said, lieutenant colonel krishnala majumdor of bombay major mohammed kamil of alexandria may i introduce thee there was all but a giggle in his tone celebrated major joe mauser who has possibly reintroduced aircraft to warfare joe saluted and bowed in proper protocol gentlemen a pleasure the two neutrals responded correctly then stepped forward to shake his hand colonel lajos arped added gently or possibly he has not joe looked at him the hungarians seemed to make a practice of turning up every time joe mauser was about to take off the sovworld representative said airily it will be up to the international disarmament commission to decide upon that when it convenes shortly will it not the arab major was staring in fascination at the sailplane he said to joe major mauser you are sure such aircraft were in existence before nineteen hundred 
It would seem, Joe said definitely, designed as far back as Leonardo and flown in various countries in the 18th century. He looked at the Hungarian, including, so I understand, what was then Tsarist Russia. The Soviet officer ignored the obvious needling and said merely, It is quite true that the glider was first flown by an obscure inventor in the Ukraine. However, that is not what particularly interests us today, Major. Perhaps the Commission will find that the use of the glider is permitted for observation. However, it is obvious that before the year 1900, by no stretch of the imagination, could it be contended that they were, or could have, been used for, say, bombing. He turned quickly and pointed to Freddy Soligen, who, already seated in the airplane, was watching them, his face not revealing his qualms. What has that man been hiding within the craft? Joe said formally, Gentlemen, may I introduce Freddy Soligen, Category Communications, Subdivision Tele News, Rank Senior Reporter. Mr. Soligen has been assigned to cover the fracas from the air. Freddy looked at the Soviet officer and said innocently, Heidi? You mean my portable camera and my power pack and my auxiliary lenses and my... All right, all right, our pad snapped. The Hungarian was no fool and obviously smelled something wrong in this atmosphere. He turned to Joe. I would remind you, Major, that you, as an individual, are responsible for any deviations from the basic universal disarmament pact. You and any of your superiors who can be proven to have had knowledge of such deviation. I am familiar with the Articles of War, as detailed in the pact, Joe said dryly. And now, gentlemen, I'm afraid my duty calls me. He bowed stiffly, saluted correctly. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, Colonel Majumder, Major Camel, Colonel Arped, a pleasure to renew acquaintances. They answered his salute and stared after him as he climbed into the sailplane and signaled to the pilot of the light plane which was to tow him into the air max mance ran to the tip of one wing lifted it from the ground and steadying the glider until the forward motion gave direction and buoyancy freddy soligen growled zen if they'd known i had a machine gun tucked away in this tripod case joe said unhappily the Soves have obviously decided to put up a howl against the use of aircraft in the West World. He shifted his hands on the stick gently, and the glider, which had been sliding along on its single wheel, lifted ever so gently into the air. Joe kept it at an altitude of about six feet until the light plane was airborne. Freddy growled. How come the Hungarians have become so important in the Sov world? I thought it was the Russians who started their whole shooting match. Joe said wryly, That's something some of the early-timers like Stalin didn't figure out when they began moving in on their neighbors. They could have learned a lesson from Hollywood about the Hungarians. What was the old saying? If you've got a Hungarian for a friend, you don't need any enemies? Freddy laughed, even as he looked apprehensively over the sailplane's side. He said, yeah or that other one the hungarians are the only people who can enter a revolving door behind you and come out in front joe said well that's what happened to the russians he pointed there's the reservation we'll be cutting from the airplane in a moment now 
Listen, were you able to find out who either of General McCord's glider pilots are? Yeah, Freddy told him. Both are captains. One is named Bob Flaubert, and the other is Jimmy Hadouka. Bob Flaubert? Joe growled. He's an artilleryman. We've been in the drill together half a dozen times. Freddy was staring below, trying to understand the terrain from his perspective. While Joe was tipping the lever which let the tow rope drop away from the glider, the telly reporter said, Both of them used to fly light planes for sport. When you started this new glider angle, they must have seen the possibilities and took it up immediately. But you ought to be able to fly circles around them. They just haven't had the time for experience with planes without motors. Bob, eh? Joe said softly. He saved my life once. Five minutes later, I saved his. Freddy looked up at him quickly. Zan, he complained, this is no time to be thinking of that. So now you're even with him, and you're both hired mercenaries in a fracas. But I've got a gun, and he hasn't, Joe growled. Good, Freddy snapped at him. They had cut away from the light plane, and Joe headed for the area which Cogswell had ordered him particularly to keep scanned. Jack Altshuler was a fox in combat. His heavy cavalry had more than once swung a fracas. At the same time, he kept himself alert for other gliders. It seemed probable, since the enemy forces had two, that they would use them in relays, which meant, in turn, that it was unlikely Joe would find them both in the air at once. In other words, if he attacked the one, possibly shooting it down, then the other would be warned, would mount a gun of its own, and it would no longer be a matter of shooting a clay pigeon. Joe turned to mention this over his shoulder to Freddy Soligen, just in time to catch the shadow above him and behind him. Holy sin, he snapped, kicking the right rudder, thrusting his stick to the right and forward. What the devil, Freddy protested looking up from adjusting the lens on his camera. Three or four thirty-caliber slugs tore holes in their left wing. The rest of the burst missed completely. Joe dove sharply, gaining speed, winged over, and reached deliberately for altitude. The other, no, the others, were above him. He yelled back at the cameraman, Put that chut-chut gun together for me. Be ready to hand me pans of ammo. And if you want blood and gore on that telly lens of yours, get going. It still hadn't got through to the smaller man. What in the devil is going on? Joe banked again, grabbing for a current rising along the hill slope, circled, circled, reached for altitude before they could get over to him and make another pass. He snapped bitterly. Did I say something about poor old Bob Flaubert not having a gun while I did? Well, poor old Bob's obviously got at least as much firepower as we have. Freddy, I'm afraid matters have been pickled. The other was startled. Do I have to draw a picture? Joe said. Look! He pointed to where the other two aircraft circled, possibly a hundred meters above and five hundred to the right of them. The other two gliders bore a single passenger apiece and were seemingly moving as quietly as Joe and Freddy but gliders in motion are deceptive. Joe shot a glance at his rate of climb indicator. He was doing all right at six meters per second, a thousand feet a minute, considering his weight. Freddy had at last awakened to the fact that they were in combat, and even that the enemy had drawn first blood. 
the wound taken in their wing was not serious from joe's viewpoint but the torn holes in the fabric were obvious but the little man had not gained his intrepid reputation as a telecameraman without cause he moved fast both to get the small french machine gun into joe's hand and to get himself into action as a cameraman he snapped what's the situation joe circling circling praying for an updraft that wouldn't give out on him before it did on the others on their opposite hill said we weigh too much altitude counts what have you got back there that can be thrown out as he talked he was shrugging himself out of his leather flying jacket nothing freddy said in anguish i cut down my equipment to the barest like you said you've got extra lenses and stuff out with them joe tossed his coat over the glider's side began unlacing his shoes and all your clothes clothes are heavy i need my equipment to get long-range shots like when one of them crashes the little man was scanning the others through his viewfinder even as he argued and shrugged out of his own jacket the updraft gave out and the rate of climb meter began to register a drop joe swore and shot a glance at his opponents happily they too had lost their currents both were now heading for him joe clipped out to his companion we're not going to be getting shots of them crashing unless we lose more weight overboard with everything you can possibly afford freddy that's an order there was one thing in his favor he had a year's flying experience more than six months of it in this very glider the stick and rudder bar were as though appendages of his body one flies by the seat of one's pants in a soaring glider and joe flew his as though born to it the others obviously were not as yet thoroughly used to engineless craft he banked away from them flying as judiciously as possible begrudging every foot of drop he could feel the craft jump lightly every time the cursing teller reporter jettisoned another article of equipment his pants or his shoes the others evidently had their guns fixed mounted to fire straight ahead joe wondered even as he slid away from them how they'd managed to escape detection from the sov world and newt world field observers well that could be worried about later one of them fired at him at too great a range and then both realizing that they were dropping altitude too quickly and that soon joe would be on their level turned away and sought a new updraft as they banked their faces were clearly discernible one raised a hand in mock salute look at that curd loving bob joe laughed grudgingly here let me have that gun he steadied the small metralius on the edge of the cockpit holding the craft's stick between his knees and squeezed off a burst which rattled through the other's fuselage without apparent damage the faux glider slid away quickly losing precious altitude in the maneuver aha joe said wolfishly so now they know we've got a stinger too i got that freddy crowed i got it perfectly listen you're too high for the boys down below get lower so they can see you on lands joe the other telly teams every fracas buff in north america is watching this joe snorted his disgust i hope every fracas buff in north america chokes on his trank pills he snarled we're in drill freddy understand we're too heavy 
and there's two of them and one of us on top of that those are maxim guns they've got mounted not pea shooters like this chut chut that's your side of it freddy said not unhappily i got care of the photography get closer joe get closer joe had found another light updraft and gained a few hundred feet but so had the others they circled circled his experience balanced their advantage of lesser weight happily their glide ratios didn't seem to be any better than his own had they high-performance gliders of 40 or even 35 gliding angle ratios he would have been lost nothing else you can toss out he growled at freddy what the zen freddy muttered nastily you want me to jump that's an idea joel growled wolfishly even as he circled circled i should have realized when you came to me with your fling about reintroducing aerial warfare that it wasn't an idea that others couldn't have it's just as easy for bob to mount a gun as it is for us now we're both kept from doing reconnaissance by the other and joe mauser broke it off in mid-sentence and his face blanched he shot a quick look downward all three gliders had climbed considerably and the terrain now was indistinct joe snapped hand me those glasses what glasses what's the matter freddy complained try to get closer to them and let me get a close-up of you giving them a burst my binoculars joe snapped urgently i want to see what's going on below oh freddy said i threw them out along with all the rest of the equipment glasses semaphore flags that sun blinker you had all of it went overboard with my extra lenses the craft was so banked as almost to have the wings perpendicular to earth joe shot an agonized look at the smaller man then back again to the earth below trying desperately to narrow his eyes for keener vision freddy said what in zen's the matter with you what difference does it make what they're doing down below we're all occupied up here thanks this is a frame-up joe growled bob and that other pilot they weren't out on reconnaissance this morning they were laying for me they're out to keep me from seeing what's going on down there and i know what's going on jack elshelter pulled a fast one here we go freddy hang on he slapped his flap brake lever with his left hand winged over and began dropping like a shot as his gliding angle fell off from 25 to 1 to 10 to 1. in seconds the other two gliders were after him riding his tail freddy Soligen, his eyes bugging shot a look of fear at the two trailing aircraft both of which periodically showed brilliant cherries at their prows maxim guns emitting their blessings the tele reporter turned desperately back to joe mauser pounding him on the shoulder his physical fear was secondary to another joe you're on the lens of every tele team down there and you're running cut that out joe rapped duck your head let me train this gun over you i've got to keep these jokers from shooting off our tail before i can get to the marshal the marshal freddy yelled you can't get to him anyway i told you i threw away your semaphore flags your blinker everything this country's hilly you can't get your message to him anyway listen joe you still got time you can stunt these things better than those two can duck joe snarled 
he let loose a burst at the pursuing glider over the smaller man's head and just missed his own tail section they sped down almost to tree level at fantastic speed for a glider the two enemy craft were hot after them their guns flack flack flacking in continuous excitement trying to catch joe in sights as he kicked rudder right left right in evasive maneuvers his guess had been correct the swashbuckling jack altschuler had known his many times commander even better than cogswell had realized instead of three alternative maneuvers open to the wily cavalryman he'd ferreted out a fourth and his full force hauling mountain guns on muleback with them were trailing over the supposedly impossible mountain path which originally could not have been more than a deer track freddy solagen in back was holding his head in his hands in surrender he could have focused on the troops below but the desire wasn't in him not one fracas buff in a hundred could comprehend the complications of combat the need for adequate reconnaissance the need for joe to get through he made one last plea joe we put everything into this every share of stock you've accumulated all i have too don't you realize what you're doing so far as the buffs are concerned those two half-trained pilots behind have you on the run joe growled and twenty thousand lads down below are depending on me to report on Allschulter's horse but you can't win anyway you can't get your message to cogswell joe shot him a wolfish grin want a bet ever heard of a crash landing freddy hang on the end of chapter 10 of frigid fracas by mac reynolds recording by dale grothman